From the Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce, this is an In Conversation with Special, recorded live at the Devon Business Show 2023. Supported by Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Presented by Paul Philpott and produced by Fresh Air Studios in Plymouth. Hello and welcome to Plymouth Pavilions for another live stream here from the Devon Business Show 2023. It's really getting busy and you can hear the noise. Um, we'd like to say hello to some people before we get on with our next interview. Hello to our fellow Chambers of Commerce. Um, Exeter Chamber of Commerce are here, the Tavistock and District Chamber of Commerce are here and also hello to the Paynton and District Chamber of Commerce. They're here as well and also hello to our wonderful exhibitors that are here throughout the day including but in no particular order the likes of Wildernet who are very proudly our purpose sponsor hello Matt from Wildernet how are you doing good 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 and um, we also have with us here um, from the University of Plymouth Rich Adams hi Rich good morning that's good. a lot of energy you've got going already I, I'm not going to say what's in that that cup all right but it might not be water um, and also from PL1 events somebody who was just trying to put me off because that's kind of what he does in the background and uh, Mark Buckingham the legend of, of oh. all things live in the region how are you doing you're right hello Paul lovely to be here you're not thank, normally on thank this thank you end. for inviting <laughs> me no, no I'm normally behind the cup you are you are so we're so going to promise to behave we're going to pick on you today. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pick on you today. Um, let's start with Wildernet. Um, thank you very much for being our, one of our partners here. These events are still very important to hold, aren't they? Why are they so? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, these events are so important. They're getting people together, getting businesses together and seeing what opportunities are out there and just meeting mm-hmm. other potential new suppliers, finding better ways of doing things, making those important connections, which can really help spur your business on. Now, connectivity, that is pretty much what you do, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, from um, a digital side of things. From a digital yes. side of things. Now, connectivity in the region, and Mark and I were having a conversation um, earlier this morning behind the scenes about connectivity and the problems that we have with this region. Connectivity kind of keeps businesses running, doesn't it? Oh, it's- it does, absolutely. I mean, now more than ever before, businesses uh, and homeowners are just so reliant on, on that digital connectivity and those fast, reliable broadbands like never before. It's just become such an important part of, of the way we live and work these days. But without it, we are effectively handicapped as, you know, as a business uh, or a homeowner. And, and, and Rich, with regards to the university, um, you, you've obviously got the luxury of having such great connectivity at the university because you would do by very nature. But the business community are perhaps um, not as lucky, are they, when it comes to having that kind of data stream into their offices? Do you think that... It, it becomes an issue. Does it hold businesses and organisations back? Well, I think all forms of connectivity are important from, from data through to networks, through to you know, great institutions like the Chambers who bring people together to share knowledge. And you know, as, a, as a region, we, we trade principally in knowledge. As a university, that's our principal commodity. So having connectivity in all sorts of things from one-to-one relationships, one-to-many activities, you know, great big events like this is incredibly important. It's important for a whole number of reasons. One is that no one has absolute knowledge about everything. So coming together allows us to drive innovation because you get different perspectives. Different perspectives means new things breaking through, which means increased productivity. But I also have to say, without getting too deep into it at the minute, it also just brings people together like this, bring people together through a broader connectivity piece is good for problem solving and it's also good for conflict resolution as well. We're not all competing for the same thing, we're not all competing for the same space and we can add value to each other. And we were talking actually earlier in one of our earlier interviews about talent, about skills. 
And events like this, it's not just about selling to people and presenting um, to people. It's, it is very much about engaging with each other and finding what's out there. Um, and that also includes talent, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were just talking uh, just off air just a minute ago. Um, at World Day, we recently launched our training academy. And one of the things we're here today to talk about is the apprenticeship scheme and the opportunities we have available locally. So Wildenet, when I joined sort of three years ago, there was 25 people in the business. We now have 200 people in the business with plans to scale up to 300. And a big part of that is employing locally um, and training people locally through uh, things like our new purpose-built training academy. And, and that just that benefits the local economy and to be able to create those local jobs and train people lo locally is so key to what we're doing. Now, Mark, um, obviously, as we, as we said earlier, you're pretty much, when it comes to events in the city, um, everybody thinks of PL1 events. You've, you've got a... Very kind you, of you. You've got I'll pay a, you, you later. a CV that's probably longer than the, the roll-up banner behind you. You've got some pain points or you've experienced some pain points when it's come to connectivity, especially when you've done things like live streams out in the middle of nowhere or indeed in the middle of a business park where, you, where you'd expect things to be a bit more plugged in. Yeah, it was, it was a real um, sort of step change for us as a business. You know, our, our background before COVID is broadcast. So BBC, ITV, Sky, working in the middle of nowhere. You would, you would just bring along a satellite truck. COVID struck and obviously everyone went on to Teams. And then post-COVID, everyone said, how do we now do a hybrid event? So actually our broadcast background made it really easy for us to go in with cameras, hijack people's teams and actually do professional broadcast quality live streams. And actually we found, uh, for us it was a two-pronged kind of challenge because we had to run a business where we were on the minimal BT broadband because we were told we could get nothing else um, and also trying to live stream. So actually, eventually when we did manage to get a lease line into our premises, um, made a huge amount of difference. For one, the staff not saying, my internet is slow today. So, you know, that was a huge step change. And actually going out and about, you know, we work in MOD properties, we work in the, the sort of middle of nowhere. And actually it is really important connectivity. We live stream Argyle TV, which appeared during the COVID because people can go to the grounds. And actually Argyle are in a really privileged position of being in that central sort of city corridor where we've got a gigabit line you know, a thousand meg down, a thousand meg up. And actually that's really important, not only um, from a live stream perspective, but actually being able to send large files, media, the press. So actually it is really, really important to think of a, of a sort of city-wide issue. For us as a business, we're at PL7 on the outskirts of Plymouth. Mm -hmm. And actually we were told post COVID, 15 years to get you a really high speed line. How long, sir? 15. 15 years, okay. Because yeah. we're working on the kind of central belt. And actually, it's really important when business parks are built and actually, you know, the east side of the city is expanding with Langage uh, and at Newnham. There's probably been about 100 new units built at Newnham, but no increased connectivity from anyone else apart from BT and OpenReach. So absolutely important to ensure business connectivity is at the forefront of people's minds when building new estates. You, you're nodding away as though you, you, you're yeah, all yeah. too aware of this issue. Yeah. How, how can it be fixed? Absolutely. I mean, it's companies like Wilderness who are going in to fill those gaps. Uh, there are so many black spots in the region where there's just not that gigabit connection. I mean, only 55% of Devon has access to gigabit broadband compared to about 75% of the rest of the UK. So as a region, we are so far behind where we should be. Um, so. You know, with companies like Wilder going out to, to the business parks to 
when new business parks are being created, actually getting in there early to work with the developers to help put in that gigabit line is absolutely critical. Mm. Rich? I, I, I think it's interesting already, so the conversation is sort of spears into two areas. One is the, the hard tech need for connectivity that allows things to happen, the tools of the mm. trade. And then there's the, you know, the soft piece of connectivity, which comes and is born from conversation. And again, events such as this. And I, I think it's important on both counts to know why we're doing it, to what end, what value we derive from this because we can all fill our, our diaries full of conversations and meetings and things to go but what's the real impact it's making and I, and I think from the technical basis you've got your clear metrics and data you've got bottom line you can derive value from and measure it but you know just as a quick anecdote I was in a, a very large organization in the city not so long ago and I was waiting to go into the meeting and I, I looked on the reception table and there was the annual report and the annual report talked about all the amazing things this business was doing in terms of its social conscience it was doing Doing lots of things around rewilding. It was doing things around children's nurseries. It was it was helping young entrepreneurs in the city. And I and I flicked through, and it was a great conversation piece. It was great connecting me. It was making me aware. And I got to the back, and I was waiting for the uh, 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 what impact has it done? Uh, and, but it was it was just a, it was just a story. There was no actual you know, impact that we could measure from it. And you know, as a university, you know, that social impact is what we do. We help organisations understand why you're doing things and what value you're going to derive from it. I think we're getting into the hood of quite a few things here because I, I, I'm sure the three of us, or rather the four of us, including myself, we've all experienced situations whereby it's all been talk and no action. And I think there's a danger through connectivity, as I say, for the sake of doing it, that what we create is white noise. We create what was called many years ago, spin. And, and, and you know, we don't want to be in that. Everything we do, we want to know why we're doing it and what value it's bringing to our community, to our customers, to our people, to our city, to our businesses, to our economy, to our environment. How do we measure that and not just do things for the sake of doing it? The Devon Business Show will be back in 2024 with a new look and from a new location. Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce will be bringing the Southwest's largest business event to the Plymouth Life Centre on Wednesday, the 16th of October, 2024, connecting hundreds of businesses and entrepreneurs with future clients all under one roof. Put your business in the spotlight and secure your space now. This will be our best event yet and you won't want to miss it. Find out more at devonchamber.co.uk or keep an eye on our social media. The Devon Business Show at Plymouth Life Centre on Wednesday the 16th of October 2024. Let's get working at networking. A few moments ago, uh, Mark, you mentioned about business diversification and how when COVID hit, you had to, to flip your approach to various things and adapt and, and embrace new technologies. Or rather, technologies that existed but weren't deployed in the way that you, you rolled out at the time. Um, that's obviously changed your mindset moving forward as, as an organisation. Do you think that the, the business leaders of tomorrow, those that are starting out in business now, do you think they're starting from a very different place then perhaps we all started out in business. I think it's uh, post-COVID. It was a it was a, it was a clean sheet. So we were getting phone calls from multinationals saying, for years we've been live with two hundred people in an auditorium. During COVID, we've been on Teams. We now don't know how to combine the two, and that's where we were bought in. And actually, it was a really easy win for us to go in, and we were then rather than broadcasting to two hundred people. Um, within a live conference, we were then broadcasting to a global audience. So it enabled them for 
you know, for people, uh, if we were hosting a conference in Plymouth to bring in people in Dubai, people in Scotland, and actually for those people to have a three-way conversation. So it, it was, you know, it, it was kind of a new area, you know, and these were big global businesses mm. who had no experience how to do this. And, you know, connectivity was really, really important for us to be able to uh, manage those events. And in fact, there was a couple of situations where there was zero connectivity. We had to deliver the event. So thanks to Mr. Musk, we went out and invested in Starlink. So satellite broadband, where there was no connectivity. And actually, that meant we were able to deliver a number of events. Yeah, it's, it's having a shift in mindset, isn't it? And as, uh, as, co- as COVID's gone, thankfully, and well, hopefully it'll stay away, um, and as technology is changing, connectivity becomes improved. Business mindset changes, doesn't it? The way that we all start out in business, the way that we look at the future of business changes. Does that mean that organisations, naturally, I imagine the answer is yes, but does that mean that organisations like the University of Plymouth has to look a bit further ahead and try and predict the future shifts? I think all organisations are in that future-proofing stage. I think, do you remember 2019 pre-COVID, the talk of the town was around automation. You know, automation now seems to be a norm. It's no longer something that's in the future. We're here now. Where we are now is around the application of AI. And and then I think that future bit is the application of AI in automation. Mm -hmm. And and that's quite a scary bit. And that will have implications for all organisations because AI strips knowledge out and automation strips labour out. So where's that workforce going to look like in the future uh, and you, know, you talk about connectivity how we're going to have a society that connects and actually can earn money and, and, and thrive and this future relies on an infrastructure to support it how do you predict the needs of the future and how are you working to adapt for things that you don't know are going to happen yet I think, um, you know, to some of our previous points, um, what we're trying to do is future-proof the region. So, you know, as, as tech advances, as applications advance, we have the bandwidth to cover that, that increased demand. You know, since COVID, the demand <laughs> for just that, that connectivity and the bandwidth has increased to such an extent with all the remote working, with more and more businesses needing that extra bandwidth, with more people, um, uh, you know, streaming movies and entertainment at home. And that's only going to increase. So at Wildenair, what we're doing is we are, we're making sure we are installing a network which is future-proof for the next 10, 15 years more. Mark? Yeah, it's really hard to, um, to sort of future-proof, isn't it? You know, I remember when I bought my last house, you know, I, I kind of went in at the weekend and I put one satellite cable. Two weeks later, Sky said, oh, we're bringing out Jewel. You know, yes. oh, why yeah. did I put in two at the time? Because I didn't know. So actually future-proofing is really, really important. You know, what is coming next to enable us? What is the next thing around the corner? Um, and I was going to say as well, you know, we have seen a real step change again through COVID where we were doing these hybrid events. I think the big nationals and companies now really want we want to get back to live and almost the remote has become secondary. So again, it, you know, I think they are seeing the absolute importance of getting people face to face and technology is almost now a secondary, whereas in COVID, it was the primary means of sort of communication, you know, and you can't beat meet people meeting face to face, events like this, uh, conferences and events. And again, you know, we're seeing the whole live conference industry coming back to the fore where two, 300 people, thousand people are getting together and actually meeting face to face. I would absolutely endorse that. I mean, whenever, whenever there's been a sort of a, a, a step change in connectivity, if you look at the internet coming along, uh, people wondered why on earth I needed to speak to another warm body ever again in my life. Because all the answers 
<laughs> but there by an ask Jeeves that came to Google and whatnot. AI is the same. We're wondering why we would ever need to get together again. And the answer simply is because experiential learning isn't something that can be codified easily. And you only get that experiential learning and understanding and awareness and trust through actually having conversation. Yeah. Now, you, you've touched on AI. Let's just go down that road just a little bit because I think we've all dabbled in it. Um, what have your early experiences been uh, of AI? Well, Danette, you, have you embraced AI or are you looking to embrace it within your organisation? Um, so we are, we are keeping a very close eye on what, it, mm -hmm. what AI, what the potential for AI has for, for businesses and you know, the region as a whole. Um, in terms of what we're doing, yeah, we are we're using um, techniques internally to be able to, to be more efficient with things, but things like ChatGPT, you know, where that's going to go, I mean, it's anyone, anyone's guess really, isn't it? Have you used the latest version yet, but you can actually show it a picture or something? No, it, I haven't personally, it, it's no. It's quite something, Mark, Mark's, Mark's, Mark's a techie geek, I know that for, for a fact. How have you experienced it? Um, absolutely not at all. Have you, have you avoided it? Well, I don't think it's avoiding it. I, I just don't think so far we haven't had the requirement to do it. You know, you, I kind of keep an eye on the news of what's going on and what's the news reports about everyone's <laughs> hands yeah. up scared. Yeah. Um, but so far in our industry, not seen use or, mm -hmm. or you know, any use at all. I, I think we're something very similar to social media in yes. the context of as a, as a framework and as a structure. It's, it can be incredibly powerful if used in the right way, right. but I think it still needs those standards, almost governance, to be put in place so that people, businesses are using it in the, in the, in the right way. Yeah. I, I know that Richard would, would have had a, a fairly, you've been quite hands-on, because you've obviously got to integrate this into the, the future outlook for the university. I mean, it has huge implications for any learning establishment where you can go to a source and readily have the answers available. But do you remember what, no, 20 years ago, that was what we called a library. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Three years ago, it's what we called yeah. Google. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that's happening with the ChatGPTs and the likes at the moment is that instead of you going to the Google where it gives you a list the possible areas you can find the answer, it's already searched those areas for you and comes up with them answer. Now, where I don't think it's, a, it's an issue going forward is, is in the space of innovation and that, that creative piece, because uh, all it's doing is taking existing ideas, existing thinking in a codified way and applying it to the existing thinking and existing ideas that are already there. Innovation isn't that. Innovation is taking some existing thinking and applying it in a completely different and new circumstance. And that's what the AI can't do at the moment. It's very early doors, but I agree with everything that's here. It will provide challenges and it will provide opportunities as most things do. Excellent. And it just still can't be professional knowledge. And I had a situation recently where, you know, a medical professional said to me, um, is that medical knowledge or Google? Well, really? Yeah. And yeah. you kind of think, actually, you know, that does make you think, doesn't it? You know, you still can't beat that professional knowledge of you know, any industry versus, versus Google. And I think, you know, you always have to challenge it yes. you know, if you look online. Yes, absolutely. So we've all been in business for a very long time. I, you probably not so much, but actually, what am I saying? I'm predicting something there. And all business events like this give the opportunity for people in business from, from all backgrounds and all stages within their business life, career, size of organization, types of organization to come and meet one another. Obviously, um, we've probably got some top tips. Um, mine would be put more cables in than you ever think you will ever need. And also, I want to ask, why do they never build houses with cable ducts? But anyway, what's your, what's your business advice that you'd like to give somebody? 
uh, for actually coming and looking around the show or yeah, exhibiting? Yeah, coming around, coming to look, or, or business life in general. I think having an open mind and being being willing to have that conversation, uh, sometimes some of the most uh, beneficial opportunities um, I've explored has been through something that wasn't planned, um, just through that, that odd conversation. Suddenly, that sparks inspiration for, oh, this could, this could really help with another area of my business. Mm-hmm. So I would say keep an open mind and yeah, don't be afraid to have those open conversations. Excellent, Mark. Uh, my advice is use um, YouTube, the most underused platform on the planet. Yes. If you think now, the majority of people who've got a smart TV in their front room, you can sit on your sofa and watch YouTube. For us, it's the most used platform we use for live streaming. It's free and actually you you can stream to a global audience. It's so underused for businesses. And I think it's a huge opportunity for businesses to get their messages out there on a sort of global scale, free. Excellent. And we'll close with some some words of wisdom from Rich Adams. As always. (laughs) Well, I'd say two things, really. One is leave space in your day for something like this for the unknown, because that's the point of it. You come along with an open mind. Uh, But equally, use technology. Use things like LinkedIn to make um, appointments in advance. Encourage people to come along and you have, have those kind of sessions where you can grab a coffee. Comes back to, you know, you want to come away with something, measure some impact from it. Excellent. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us and talking about connectivity, thank AI, you. and basically life, the universe, and everything, because we went down a few a few roads there. <laughs> You're welcome. But thankfully, we reversed back at them. And before we go, we just like to say hello to Cornerstone Vision. They're here. Barclay Card Premier uh, Payment Services are here as well. Swoop Finance Finder, and also Business Action for the Devon Business Show 2023. This Devon Business Show 2023 special of In Conversation With was recorded live at Plymouth Pavilions on Wednesday the 11th of October 2023. Supported by Westcott's Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Produced by Fresh Air Studios. Full audio production services for business podcasts and corporate communications. Visit freshairstudios.com. Presented and produced by Paul Philpot. Engineering and video content by Mark Stevenson. Edited and mixed by Lisa Hartwell. Production support by Martin Burgess Moon. Copyright Devon and Plymouth Chamber of Commerce and Fresh Air Studios Limited. All rights reserved. <laughs>